one would have believed in the early years of the 21st century that our world was being watched by intelligences greater than our own. People will die. You mean right now all of these children's parents could be dead? You're not even saying that abortion bill. No grudge is strong enough. There's something going on in this house. I can't shake this feeling of evil. No village is safe enough. There's someone here that has the answers. Shall we have a foot race? <laughs> <laughs> Saw is sharp enough. I did it! We're saved! Oh my god! What's wrong? Wrong foot. Mother. Scary Movie 4. Ready for the Tom Ryan Express? I'm sorry. It's oh, okay. I've taken balls to the face before. Based on true events. He is in the building. The man who saved the world. Tom Ryan! I'm in love. <laughs> I love Cindy Campbell! The boy has lost her. I love this woman! I love this woman! <laughs> Hello and welcome to Here's a Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that'll slice or dice a bad movie or hype and praise a good movie. Each month there's a theme, and this month is a new scare or my look at the scary movie movies. The <clears throat> comedy horror spoofs that killed the spoof genre. So here it is, the fourth in the trilogy of these movies and supposedly the last. Hmm. We shall find out soon. This is also the last to star Anna Ferris and Regina Hall. Indeed, Ferris didn't want to come back, but she couldn't turn down the $1 million paycheck. God, she's that desperate for money for crying out loud. So, here we have a star that doesn't want to be here. Lame spoofs of Warrior World, The Grudge, Saw, The Village, and one dumb Tom Cruise interview. A fuck ton of dated irrelevancies and far too many cameos. So here we have it, Scary Movie 4, with its $40 million budget, this thing pulled in $178 million. So let's just dive in and find out how bad this thing can actually get. Starring Anna Ferris, Craig Beckworth, Beckworth, what the fuck his name is, Regina Hall, Bill Pullman, Molly Shannon, Anthony Anderson and Leslie Nielsen, directed by David Zucker yet again. The plot, Cindy Campbell, now a home help, finds out the new client she's been given lives in a haunted house and she must solve the puzzle of the grudge that being of a small uh, pale skinned Japanese boy a vengeful spirited at that meanwhile demoted crane operator 
Tom Ryan must deal with alien tripods as they try to take over the world. The two meet and must solve the world's problems before it's too late. And I have already lost a world to bloody well live. This movie is fucking atrocious. So, the movie opens up on a sauce booth with Shaq and <clears throat> Dr. Phil. Uh, and note this set was so detailed that the producers of Saw 3 used it in their movie. Yay for cheapness, I suppose. Hmm. Billy the Puppet from Saw tells them they have 120 seconds to get the antidote to this poison gas that they're breathing in. In order to do so, Shaq must make a free throw. And I'm guessing he's bad at this because that's the joke and I don't follow basketball, so meh. But he misses everyone, hitting <coughs> Dr. Phil on the head with falling pipes and lake fixtures. Uh, Shaq tricks <coughs> Dr. Phil into cutting his leg off with a hacksaw, but he cuts the wrong foot off and they both die. Up comes the titles, and yes, you've guessed it, that was the bloody start of these cameos that go on for fucking far too long. <coughs> Speaking of, the opening to the Water Worlds, well, their version anyway, pops up and we have a voiceover from James Earl Jones. What in the actual fuck? They got James Earl Jones to bloody narrate this garbage. Cue another cameo. Charlie Sheen, not playing Father Tom, but playing a version of himself. Much like in The Grudge, he falls from a balcony to his death. I think that's what happens because I never actually watched The Grudge, so mm, moving on. However, this being a scary movie, it's full of lame jokes, such as him bedding three smart blondes and downing a whole bottle of Viagra, then finishing off fighting off rather a cat who's attached to his erection, because erection jokes are funny. Ah yeah, and Cindy, once again played by Anna Ferris, shows up to thank him for getting her a new job, working with the elderly. Also, she's put Cody in military school and has split up with George, oh, and she's no longer a reporter. And wow, her life went to shit within a matter of bloody years. Anyway, as I said, he falls to his death as she yammers on and on and on about how crap her life has become and yada yada yada. Next is our introduction to Tom Ryan, played by Craig Beckel. Breckel? Or oh, whatever. And what did Miles Fisher... Uh, turn this roll down for crying out loud. Anyway, this guy stars in uh, Long Kiss Goodnight, Feeling Loving in Las Vegas, and Superhero Movie, and uh, nope, I'm doing the other movie movies. He's an idiot crane operator because Tom Cruise and Water of Worlds. He causes an accident involving monkeys, gold billion, and drugs for some reason. Then he quits his job because that's his thing, he's a quitter. Uh, in a bar, Tom runs into Mahalik, once again played by Anthony Anderson, and CG, once again played by Kevin Hart. Seems he's Mahalik's BFF from years back. Okay then. Moving on to a badly dated MySpace reference and the renewed joke about waking up dead from the previous movie. Except this one's about zombies and not about rats or mice or whatever the fuck that one's about. We find out Tom has been dumped by his wife. And his life has hit the skids, as his job is completely shit. Well, he quit the job, but anyway, the shit job, and his kids hate him. Cue a homophobic bareback mounting him, oh sorry, brokeback mounting him joke about grabbing nuts because gay jokes are funny. Uh, 
Anywho, Tom rushes off because he's late to pick up his kids from his ex-wife Marlon, played by Molly Shannon, all of them have been kissed at Will and Grace, Whit Hot American Summer, first day of camp, and of course SNL. She chews him out because he's a bad dad, and as I said, the kids hate him. Uh, but the older his son actually hates him the bloody well most. Here we meet his kids, Rachel, played by Conchita Campbells, who looks eerily like a girl from Warder Worlds, and Robbie, played by Bo Murchoff of Grudge 3, Iron Number 4, and the truly awful Flatliners remake. Curing joke, that much like Cody in the previous movie, Rachel gets hit with things a lot. And I wonder, does Zucker hate kids? On to Cindy's new job as a home help in a no-way racist boss, Mr. Kojo, played by Henry Ma, with his thick Asian accent. Is that even PC anymore? Meh. Seems he has a problem with getting clients for a haunted house because Mrs. Well, whatever the fuck, Mrs. Norris, and she's got this haunted house and blah, 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 the grudge and funny haha. Uh, as Cindy puts over to the removed jaw of the last person that was in the place because the grudge moves jaws and that's funny, but yeah, blah, 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 blah. Oh, God, J-horror. Why was it popular? Because basically this is fucking the ring. That's kind of got complaints on that one because J-horror's popular for some fucking reason. Anyway, Cindy is hired and given a job to help Mrs. Norris, played by Cloris Leachman of Young Frankenstein, Beast Do America, Check My Archives, and The Groot Movies. Over to the house she goes, doing her best Sarah Michelle Geller. Mr. Kojo shows her around, fighting off black strands of hair. Why? Uh, hoping Cindy doesn't notice outside the window, and wouldn't you know it, Cindy notices Tom cutting wood. Handy that, because this is supposed to be in the middle of nowhere, yet there's neighbours and oh, who cares. Kojo fights off a creepy ghost boy as Cindy looks around the bathroom, but moving the hell on. As outside, Tom plays catch with his kid, a Robbie, and... One of the outballs hits Cindy in the face, but not to worry, she's good at taking balls to the face. Is that why Chris married her? Much like in part three, dumb is annoying, idiot, and boom, they're now in love and are a new couple. That night, while on the shower, the ghosts start to mess with Cindy. Playing with her hair and shaving her armpits. What is about a season and shaving armpits or hairy armpits? I mean, uh, exploring the house. She sees a creepy little boy contorting his way down the stairs, except this being scary movie, he trips and falls, and that's hilarious apparently. Continuing with her work, Cindy gives Mrs. Norris a sponge bab, a bab? bath, but she dips it into the piss pot, so cleans her with her own piss, and oh, Mrs. Norris is catatonic, so that's funny, catatonism, and she's... A Cindy can't smell the pisses beyond me like the crap of this script <clears throat> after this fuck up Cindy explores the house some more and finds the creepy ghost boy in a cupboard slash closet at least to the attic and burns his hand with a lighter and okay that got a chuckle at me because that explains why he's screaming every 10.8 seconds I mean for crying out loud this movie's awful next day Tom Wants to toss a ball around with Robbie, but he's having none of it, so he throws 
it away, and it smacks Cindy in the face. So that's two balls to the face. At least buy a bloody drink first, for fuck's sake. Manners. Uh, terrible joke. There's still better jokes in this movie. <clears throat> Here, Cindy tells him she's been married twice, and she was a female boxer. Much like in Million Door Babe. Or is it baby? Yeah, whatever. And cute Simon Rex cameo as George, her cornerman slash husband. Her opponent? Why it's Mike Tyson and drag? Wait, what? Mike Tyson and drag? Who kidding? Cindy got her hands handed to her, uh, because of course she does, falling in slow-mo. Why can I fucking speak? Falling in slow-mo onto a footstool. George tries to save her, uh, sort of like they did in Mind Our Babe. But this being skinny movie, he snaps his neck, as does the referee, another corner man, and half the bloody crowd. As she pancakes herself, Tyson bites off ears left, right and centre because Tyson bit off ears. God. Once the backstory is over, a storm hits and cured aliens as a cloud literally farts out lightning. And this was a cutscene because the clouds look like arses because the alien ship has buttholes and the farting noises is the brrrr falcon effect and that's funny. Mm. So Cindy and Tom run inside leaving Rachel outside to be hit by lightning multiple times. Uh, going outside Tom finds out the storm has knocked out all the electronics including the cars. In the tarmac he finds a giant iPod which turns into a tripod. Get it? That's funny. Playing 80s music until it kills everybody with its heat ray and this somehow destroys the body but leaves the clothing uh, Kieran. As this is happening, back at the house, Cindy tries to talk to the little ghost boy but her Japanese is so bad, he starts to spout out Japanese brand names because racism is funny. He tells her to follow the blood of his father, which then hands her a Yahoo map, remember them? Hmm. To find a way of stopping the aliens. Tom returns home covered in ash, so they use the same joke from part 2 then, and packs up food and supplies. Heading outside, he bumps into Cindy, who tells him she knows a way to stop the aliens, but he doesn't go with her and just runs off with his kids. And there's a cutscene uh, where he holds up, he says, I can't go with you, I must go with my kids, and the kids are holding up, we are orphans, we hate our father. Funny, huh? Before she walks away, he throws a starting motor from a car for luck at her face and I don't get that part because there's another cutscene where all throughout this bit they shove a motor up a horse's arse and they, oh who cares, <clears throat> onto a painfully long bit between Tom and a garish hand about getting into the car and the child safety locks. This goes on for a good five painfully, painfully long minutes. Next! is a reintroduction to President Harris, played by Leslie Nielsen, and a President Bush 9-11 joke done in severe bad taste. He's pulled away from a class full of kids and told about the alien attacks, and this starts a spit-take bit that goes on for way, way too long. Anyway, back to Cindy, finding all the cars on the road are abandoned and useless, also a fallen aeroplane, she meets Brenda, once again played by Regina Hall, as she's rummaging through the wreckage. Turns out she's a news reporter, and she shows Cindy the alien attacks are now nationwide. Next is CG and Malik. Remember them? Coming off the sewer because they're now working in the sewage industry. I thought they were hype men for rap battles and... 
Uh, who cares? And find out all the ninja survivors, but they think they're zombies and try to kill them because zombies was funny, apparently, and so who cares? Back at my house, President Harris is told of the alien attacks and naked people by a fat woman. Anyway, moving on, because her bit's making a sense, she talks about how the hero would zap off the clothes and leave them naked, but it was the other way. It was these clothes would be left, but the body would be dead. Anyway, on to Brenda and Cindy finding a hidden village to find a boy's father. Much like in a village, this is a closed-off Amish-style town. Cindy and Brenda do their best to blend in, which means they try to steal clothes from some woman, but they get their ass handed to them, so steal clothes off the washing line. Exploring the village, they find a blind woman, Holly, played by Cameron Electra. A village idiot is equal, played by Chris Elliott. And digging some more, Brenda finds out the village elder, Henry, played by Bill Pullman of Independence Day. Spaceballs coming soon, Lake Placid and Torchwood. He is the creepy ghost boy's father. Brenda and Cindy is caught by guards and stand trial just for being outsiders. At this trial, Brenda hits on the village pretty boy and there's something about the quote, others of which we must not speak. Then in walks Holly, who takes a loud shit in front of everyone because she's blind and that's funny. And this bit goes on for far too fucking long. What is it with this? Series and shit jokes and fart jokes and ugh. Elder Henry then lets them stay and tells them they will never ever leave ever again. Meanwhile at the UN or UN as he says. President Harris tells off colour jokes and why do you feel Trump would do that if he could? His scientists come out with a captured tamper with heat ray and he accidentally fires it on himself removing his clothes and cue five minutes of unfunny gross out humour. And Leslie Nielsen should be ashamed of himself. Back with Tom and his family, they've been wandering around the woods for hours and come across an alien attack because... water worlds? Robbie runs straight into the fight and takes great pleasure in seeing the army getting blown to pieces for some reason as Tom saves Rachel from Michael Jackson, who has a group of little boys around him. But the aliens blast him with the heat ray, causing him to change to bad thriller and the <clears throat> real Michael Jackson before killing him. Tom runs into a hooded figure with Rachel and tow and another cameo, Michael Madsen. As a hooded figure launches Nut from the Waterworlds remake, they hide in his cabin. Back with Cindy and the village is under attack by monsters. I'm guessing that's the them who who which we are not allowed to talk about. Hey, I didn't watch the fucking movie either. Did you watch The Village? I don't think so. And if you did, poor you. So Brenda and Cindy hide in the cellar with the pretty boy Brenda has a thing for, but they don't hide. They hide behind a chest of drawers for some reason. And they find out the monsters are real, but they're the council members dressed in stupid outfits because The Village? On to Elder Henry getting stabbed by Ezekiel. He refuses to leave to get medical help, so he throws everyone out and tells Cindy the truth. Turns out his son, the creepy little ghost boy, was another victim of Cindy's failed boxing career, flattened by Don King. 
Cindy asked how she can stop the aliens if she indirectly killed the boy because the boy told her if she finds the killer she'll find out how to stop the aliens but Ezekiel finishes him off before Elder Henry can tell him by stabbing him in the gut yet again. Back to Tom in the cabin, much like in the remake, the aliens send in a probe but this being scary movie it humps a pull-along vacuum cleaner. Once done, it kidnaps Rachel so out goes Tom to try to save her but he's taken up next with a terrible CGI tentacle. The CGI in these tripods are fucking awful. Moving on, back at the village, Cindy and Brenda are taken by alien tripods, the same one with Rachel and Tom inside. Handy that. In the holding basket, Rachel is taking up into the tripod's ass, basically. So Cindy tries to save her, but she's sucked up too, and Tom tries to save him, but they're all taken into it because he's a quitter and the idiot's holding on to nothing, and there's a whole shit joke about there's a hanger on her and blah blah blah. Get the fuck on with us. Inside the pod, Cindy wakes to finding herself in a jigsaw reverse bear trap and chained to a toilet. Up comes Billy on the TV to tell them they have 60 seconds to get the key from under Cindy's eye, but she's too stupid to figure that one out until he pretty much spells out to her the key is behind her eye. No matter, Cindy has a fake eye and pops out, turning off the traps. Tom and her hug. Seconds later, Buck is back on the screen to tell them the game has just begun and brings down Tom's kin kids chained up and over a mincing machine for some reason. Tom tries to save the kids by grabbing the falling chain but Billy kicks him in the nuts using a nutcracker machine which also gets him wet willies and purple nurples and whatever the fuck else it is. The bloody ridiculous purell humour. Cindy sees a love heart in the toilet so dives in to find a picture of Billy with the ghost boy's mother. So Billy is his mother and not the elder. Cindy talks Billy down, but he doesn't listen as Brenda gets behind the scenes and kicks his ass somehow. One final test for Tom. If he doesn't let go of the chain, his kids will live. But if he does, he'll die because of spikes closing in on him. I'm surprised this isn't actually a real jigsaw trap. The kids tell him to let go, as Rachel only wanted him to love her, and Robbie needed to know what a man actually is. Seeing this, Billy stops the traps, and they're all free. He says sorry for killing millions of the humans, and lets them all go. As Brenda gives them all crabs, they all kill over and die, because they haven't a cure to biological blah blah, what the fuck that thing was in the water worlds. With the aliens defeated, Tom returns to his ex-wife with Cindy and Brenda in tow. He returns his kids to Marilyn as she kisses her elderly husband. Uh, Cindy and him kiss. Nine months later, Brenda gives birth to a Billy kid type thing. And CG and Mahalik find love because Brokeback Mountain was funny apparently. James L. Jones narrates... Uh, narration comes to the end, rather, and yes, you've guessed it, much like in all these movies, he's sideswiped by a bus and is killed, except Cindy and bloody Brenda survives this one, yay, except there's a cutscene where she gets flattened by a 
packing crate or Brenda Rada gets flattened by a packing crate and that's funny. <clears throat> One month later on Not Oprah, played by Deborah Wilson, another cameo, Tom does the whole Tom Cruise jumping on the sofa thing um, when he did when he fell in love with Katie, what's her voice? If you think 30 seconds of the thing is bad, there's 9 more minutes on the fucking DVD. This thing goes on for 9, as it says, solid minutes of bad improv. Once throwing Sunday across the room and snapping not Oprah's wrists, he tries to eat the camera as credits roll. Thankfully, that was Scary Movie 4. What can I say? Unfunny, unoriginal, tired, painfully slow. How the Fucking an hour and 25 minute movie feel like three hours. Stupid. Just plain shite. They should have ended it here. Be- but because this movie made money, they made another one. Okay, it was seven years later, but they still made another bloody one. They should have followed Scream and ended it at four. I'm going to give this a painful to watch one out of ten. Still, come back for part Five next week, and December is Festive Fear 2. My look at Child's Play, Better Watch Out, Krampus, and more. January is John Carpenter Classics 2, which is The Thing, Escape from New York, Big Trouble Auto China, and Dark Star. And February is Love Sucks, vampire movies, including Vamp and Fright Night. Don't forget to like, follow, share, comment, and subscribe. Also, follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod or email me with suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other horror franchise podcasts of Hellraiser, Resident Evil, Psycho, Omen, Underworld, and more. Also, my solo horror podcast of Jason vs. Freddy, Resident Evil, Scream 2, Dracula, and many, many more. Uh, bye bye, and remember, I watch these bad movies so you don't have to.